You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I mean, I apologize. Oh I'm just I'm double booked. It's like sometimes I'm almost I know triple booked on that day. It's and like I, you embrace the douchiness like too well, much. Well, I'm not. I'm not trying to embrace any douchiness, Sarah. I'm sorry that you view it that way. I mean, most people. Some would. people maybe just don't understand the level of commitment that I have to the craft, and so I've just got to to the craft. <laughs> oh my god! That's about the douchiest thing I could have ever yeah, said. Yeah, pretty much. And it came so naturally, it kind of scares me. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so of course we are live here five days a week on the fun employment radio network then available via podcast all over the internet wherever podcasts can be found and thank you for finding us uh, i do uh, i do want to say we appreciate every tune everybody tuning in we really do that we do yep yep we really do that that didn't make any sense i got a little bit i got a oh, are you the getting quick flustered brown because fox of jumped your... over the lazy dog oh my the god quick brown fox jumped i've got to get my sorry, monologue this, voice going is this one of the things i have to call you hollywood no, we don't. Yeah. You don't need to call me Hollywood. Okay. I mean, that's completely up to I, you. Uh, usually, it's at your insistence, so I wanted to make sure. I clearly need to work on my my monologue voice just a little bit more, though. So I'll, I'll try to figure that out. I will say this: with uh, all of all of the things that I do, I go to one place to get all of my taxes taken care of, and that's H and R Block. H and R Block, where we visit our good friend Gilbert, who takes care of our taxes. And Gilbert is awesome. He he was on the show. What was that yesterday? I forget uh, days already. It was a couple days. It ago. was a couple of days mm-hmm. ago. Okay. Um, well, anyway, Gilbert. Of H and R Block here at 2700 Northeast, Sandy is great. He's just great. Yeah, I yeah. mean, as great as a tax person can be. I mean, let's all let's be honest. Getting your taxes done isn't fun. But oh it's, no, it's, it sucks. Yeah, it's uh, the least painful that you can make it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we're there not gonna go. say like, oh, everybody loves their taxes, but it's like it's, no. it doesn't make it the worst thing in the world. No, but he, yeah, he makes it a lot easier. Exactly. And you can call <laughs> Gilbert at 503-233-0447, 503-233-0447. We'll put a link up on the site. Uh, H&R Block Gilbert. Get your taxes done by him. All right. Red, leather, yellow, leather. The quick brown fox jumped over the lazy Red, dog. Red, leather, yellow, The quick leather. brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. Oh, my dog. gosh. All right. So let's talk right. about what we're talking about, which is the fact that Hollywood Nibbler got himself a gig. Well, I've oh, got a... Oh. And I will say this. This is a little bit of show business because, well, <laughs> I didn't even mean to make it that way. Oh, s- <laughs> Oh my God! The, the fact that it's accidental, I think, even makes it worse. Uh, so the this coming Monday, you know, we do our show five days a week here at Fun Employment Radio, Monday through Friday. And this Monday, I will not be here because I will be on the. Why not Hollywood? On the. <laughs> will you be on set? I am Hollywood? not calling myself Hollywood. That is you that that's doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I will be on set because starting on Saturday, I'm doing a three day shoot for for a thing. For a thing. Wow. Yes. How compelling. A shoot for a thing. A shoot for a thing mm-hmm. that I can't talk about and probably most people won't see, but <laughs> it's an industry thing, but it is uh, three full days. Is of... it an industry thing? <sighs> They're called industrials. Yes, it's for, it's, it's, uh, it's not going to be on television. It won't be on television. It'll be if you're in a certain industry, you will definitely be seeing them. You'll be seeing you. Yes. Playing a character. Yes. All right. And, and do you have a lot of speaking in this? Yes. You do? A lot. It's That's pretty much- That's what I thought you were saying, that there, that's, it's like dialogue heavy? Yeah. It's, I mean, honestly, so what it is, I can I can say kind of what it is. It's it's a series of training videos. I know that doesn't sound very glamorous, uh, For <laughs> but they, they um, here's the secret about acting if you're not- like in like major television motion picture stuff, this kind of thing pays the bills. It pays, they pay pretty well, you know? And so, so when they come along, is it a workplace sexual harassment video? Yes. It's workplace sexual harassment. Yeah. And I am both the harasser and harassee. Also, it's being pointed out that you pretending to be humble is very awkward for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, it's, it's, so it's, it's three days of it. Um, Three eight-hour days. It's a lot of dialogue. A to lot remember. of dialogue. Yeah. Oh. It's no. I'm. It's hard. Oh it's man. Pages and pages of dialogue. I have pages to memorize. Pages and pages. I, I sound douchey no matter how I frame the story. Yes. Oh my three-day shoot. It's an. It's for the industry. <laughs> it's no big deal. Oh eight hours a day. Oh where I'm acting. Oh eight hours acting. Yeah. You sound like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I don't mean to like to make you feel bad, everybody, but I have to work eight hours. 
having people fawn over me, do my makeup, uh, get free food from whatever whatever the catering company is, be fawned over. But oh, feel sorry for me. <laughs> I'm not asking anybody to feel sorry for me. Mm. I'm I'm just <laughs> damn it! Wow, really? Way to take it out of it. It's all right, Hollywood. Uh, so that being said, Greg has decided to prioritize <laughs> his acting career over uh, you know the show that we've been working hard on for the past six and a half years. I, I have to do it. It's not like I can just go for one day. I have to go. It's the full three days. Sure. So so that is that is what it is. Um, yeah, it's being well, like have, eight hours of sitting around. It's this actually won't be. This one won't be. But that is. A lot of times, what it is, it's sitting around for hours and hours, and then you work for like an hour. So, how does one? But this so is this will be different. You being the thespian that you are, how does one, um, you know, focus on their craft to be able, like, if you're saying you have that, a lot of dialogue? I was totally joking about. Now I wish I could take all of that back. No, that you I said. can't. Um, so, how do you focus on the dialogue if you're saying there are pages upon pages, oh, of dialogue to <laughs> memorize? Like, oh man. Everyone feels so sorry for you. So it's a lot. I have. How to, does one go about memorizing all of the dialogue? I have to read it over and over and over, and then I I say it out loud at home in my room, and I basically talk to myself or to the dog for hours. That's kind of how I. That's how I do it. You talk to a dog for hours. I talk to a dog. So do you have to get like all loosened up? Like, is this is the show at least helping you with your craft? It's like get get the vocal cords. Warmed oh, a, up little a, little, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. A little bit. I got a, I got a lot of things I got to do here in the next next few days, um, but yeah, I uh, that's that's. So what's it like being on set? Walk us through one of those hard eight hour days. Because <laughs> I know this is a company that you said you've worked for before. So uh, you okay. Have a little bit. I'll tell you. I'll tell you my process. Number one. Uh, tell us your process, Greg. Don't try not to spill any coffee on myself. That is one of the hardest things that I've got to okay. deal with. Because well, bring a sippy cup. I uh, even filming, so I do some side work for Digital Trends as well, and I did DT Daily yesterday. Right before I went on camera, spilled coffee on myself. Of course you did. Made it through the entire morning. Not, not a worry about it at all. I set down the coffee cup away from me to make sure I didn't spill any on my shirt. I set it down, splashed it right on my shirt. Had to wait for it to dry. Of course you did. You should not be allowed to have uh, any open containers around you. Everything should be required to have a lid or a stopper or something along those lines. Wasn't yeah. it just last week that you flailed and spilled your coffee everywhere? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's going to be one of the main that's problems. That's somebody who needs to have a closed lid cup. Yeah, so I got to be real careful that about that. That should just be a rule. You know how children aren't allowed to have have like open like top yeah, cups. Yeah. Should be a Greg Nibbler. I should have too. to have sippy cups. You should. That's have true. Have That's one cups. of the main things I have to worry about is that you don't slap coffee on my on whatever I'm supposed to wear. And then on uh, also um they usually have like a craft services table with a whole bunch of like snacks. You steal snacks and put them in your bag. I You borrow may them. or may not have borrowed snacks so that I didn't get hungry later when I was uh going over lines. Yes, I they have so many things. The problem the problem I had last time when I was there is they had a giant, I mean like Costco sized bag of dried apricots. Oh gosh. And eating a healthy mm, snack yourself. I ate a lot of them. A lot of them. Bullshit. I call bullshit on that. What? They weren't dried apricots. They were peanut M&M's. They were peanut M&M's there and I ate a lot oh of them. Oh my God. You really substituted dried apricots? No, they were I worse. was just I'm not kidding. Su- I'm not substituting. No, I did eat that too. I ate everything. This is my problem when it comes to free but stuff. If you're an actor, aren't you supposed to be like not eating? Yeah. Yeah. No. Instead, they have Shouldn't this they table. Shouldn't they just have like water it's and like a, like a saltine for you? It's basically, they go to Costco and they, they have like a big table of... Um, you know, all kinds of stuff. I, I assume it's Costco. It's just every kind of snack you can possibly think. And the problem is, it's free. And you know how I am with free samples. When it comes to, like, if there's mm. any kind of samples anywhere, or as some people call them, hors d'oeuvres at fancy places, I can't help it. I have to take it. It's free. Like Costco, if I go to actually Costco, I go to Which every makes single no thing. makes sense because if you're an actor, you're not supposed to eat. It's like rich people who get all the free gift bags. Yeah, but when they I can don't actually do this. Afford, when they can afford to buy the shit, that's when you get the free stuff. You're, you're confusing like me with a rich person. Who don't, well, I'm saying, no, I'm comparing the food thing to like rich people getting free stuff when they could afford to buy it because the food thing is like actors are encouraged to not eat. So therefore, you're offered as much free food as possible. Well, yeah, it's all there. It's mm. all there just laying out and I can I can eat whatever I want. Like, they're not telling me, oh, no, you only get so much of this, so much of this. And there's plenty to go around. And so when it's there, I can't help it. 
I start grabbing things by the fistful. Don't they ration just, it with like their looks? If they're looking at you, maybe they look at your waistline. Like, no. Do you need those? Oh, hands? thanks. Wait, there's a some confidence. Oh my killer. God. You're before sk- I go into you this. Stop it. I'm just teasing. I'm saying, but don't they ration it by the snotty looks if they're you know working on set? Like, do you need those panoramas? I don't think no. It's not like I have a handler there telling me what to do. They they to figure smack your hand. Yeah, I <laughs> figure you're a grown man. You can control yourself. You have restraint. But I can't. I can't control myself. <laughs> What you need to do is just fill yourself up with, like, healthy food before you go. Like nuts and berries or something. I don't know. I, it doesn't matter. I'm going to be there all day, and it's it's an open table. It's an open table of snacks. Why don't you sit next to somebody who looks like they don't eat, and then you have that weird thing where you can't eat by yourself? So, yeah. uh, so sit next to – make a friend who looks oh, no, like but, they're, like, you know, not an eater. But here's the thing. No, I never do this when anybody's around. I do it when everybody else is in another room, like, setting up a shoot or something setting up a shot like if if the whole crew is in the other room or, and they're filming somebody else and I have like a break I do it when no one's looking that's when I hoard it all mm. and I can't stop myself okay like I just start grabbing it and grabbing it and grabbing it and I just eat it and and I can't slow down all right well if you're until someone be... comes back in the room and they got like a mouthful of food and like okay Greg we need to shoot and like okay, okay. All right, so full we know of apricots you're, and M&Ms. You're going to be full. You're going to be covered in Through foods. my M&M hole. You're going to be shoving your M&M hole full of foods. Uh-huh. So what we need to focus on is not so much your appearance, because you're going to be covered in coffee and M&M crumbs and everything. Yeah, Maybe that's we should be a focus on like your, also, your speaking oh, ability. One other thing that I'm not suppo- I okay. have to be careful of, don't cut myself. I always end up hurting myself, and I bleed before I film. So i got to be careful of that. That, that ha- happens quite frequently. Wow. I'll end up cutting a finger. And then the finger will be prominently in the shot. And of I course you will. Try to cover that up. Gotcha. Well, what I'm yeah. saying is like, so, so you're, no you're going to be pretty deformed on camera as it is. Let's yeah. just say it how it is. Yeah, it's so going to be need rough. To do, you need to focus on your talent. Okay. Like you weren't, clearly they, you know, they hired you because they like the way you, you speak. I mean, that has to be. Well, I guess so. I don't you. know. Yeah. So what I, what I took upon myself to do over here, uh, I've been compiling this as we've been talking. I decided to help you help yourself. Because okay. since, you know, you're, you want to get loosened up. You want to be a little loosey-goosey. You want to be ready. Loosey-goosey? A little loosey-goosey. A little ready for the weekend. Because, you know, you've got to mentally prepare to be Hollywood nibbler. Okay. You have to prepare to be an actor. Okay. So what I've done is I've uh, grabbed three monologues from Oscar award-winning movies that uh, I want you to attempt to read as passionately as you possibly can. <laughs> I don't want to do get that. Your, to get the pipes warmed up. For this weekend. I don't want to do that. Now I'm going to go ahead and send you your uh, first I, one because I, uh, I'm just trying to help you, so stop being rude. You want me all. to read their mon- their award-winning monologues. Okay? I don't want to do that I, at I, all. I'm just to trying honest. to help you here. I, I'm not joking. I really don't want to do that. Um, so what's going to happen here is that we should probably practice. This is me helping you. You're welcome. What? I- uh, it's going to help you hone your craft a little bit. Once, you know, of course... This inevitably leads to somebody discovering you on set after you're shoving your face full of M&Ms for eight hours. If you're, You want to be ready when you're discovered. You want to know how to read A-list material. All right. These are award-winning movies. Okay. And famous monologues. And I picked some that I think uh, they're, they're a little bit of a different array of uh, different kinds of people. Okay. All right. So um, the first one I'm going to send you to... And I want you to, like, reach inside of yourself and find these characters inside of yourself. Okay. Okay. This, are you are you the coach right now? I Is this what's going you. on? I'm Because I, I don't want to do this. I'm going to tell you right now. Mm. Uh, I, I have well, no desire. What? There are going to be some things that you don't want to do. There have been commercials that What are you implying? There's going to be some things I don't want to do. Well, I've uh, heard about casting couches. Yeah, I'm not involved in that happen. kind of thing. No, no. This is the Oscars theme music, Greg. I want you would to be inspired you, for why when did you, you win your Oscar. This does not fit the music at all. You just, Sarah just sent me Silence of the Lambs. Yes. Who Who is saying this? Anthony Hopkins is. Uh, but you know what? You have to be able to work in any kind of environment. Because you know what? Anthony Hopkins wasn't a serial killer. You, but he played one. He was able to act through it. Yes, I'm sure it was just a cold read. They said, Anthony Hopkins, serial killer, go. Yeah, he probably could, actually. Yeah, he probably could. Yeah, yeah. you're right. And you I know, am not. I am not Anthony Hopkins. Well, not with that attitude, you aren't. <sighs> I don't even remember this movie very well, actually. Can I be honest? I know you've already said you said this last week. Yes, I don't know. You you well, don't like Silence of the Lambs. It wasn't that great. 
It's all right. It's all right. I mean, it's it's a good movie. It's not a bad movie, but I just uh, wait. What is that? ET. It's the it's a compilation uh, from the Academy Awards original theme. Let me read some ET. No, you're reading Silence of the Lambs. God damn it. So this is when he is uh, in. I don't even know what he sound, sounds like in Silence of the Lambs. This is when he's in the cell and Jodie Foster has come to visit him. <laughs> Wait, so I want you to focus on this. Okay. Yeah, I want you. All right. You all know, right. throwing curveballs. You right. know what? If you're doing this, like just like if someday you're, you know, working on an Oscar award winning film and you have to do a sex scene and, you know, somebody's, there are all these people standing around chewing gum and staring at you. Like, that's a distraction. This is nothing. Okay. This is nothing. Okay. So stop whining. You're so ambitious, aren't you? You know what you look like to me with your good bag and your cheap shoes? You look like a rube. <laughs> this is so bad. I don't even know what the- Channel a serial killer, Greg. A well-scrubbed, hustling rube with a little taste. Good nutrition's given you some length of... I mean, I'm just reading this for the first time. I don't... Good nutrition's given you some length of bone, but you're not more than one generation from poor white trash, are you? Agent Starling and that accent you've tried so desperately to shed? Pure West Virginia. What does your father do? Is he a coal miner? Does he stink of the lamp? You know how quickly the boys found you? All those tedious, sticky fumblings in the back seats of cars while you could only dream of getting out, getting anywhere, getting all the way to the FBI? I don't know. That was pretty good. <laughs> I mean, it was a little, it was a little weak um, mm-hmm. at the beginning, but you kind of pretty grew rough into in the beginning, it. Yeah. yeah, you grew into it. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to send you over this one. Let's go with uh, this next one here. Let's go with a little Bill Pullman. Okay. Let's go with the greatest speech of all time. And you know where it's from. All right. Let's go with I'm Bill Pullman from Independence Day. The Independence <laughs> Day monologue. You can do this. All right. You can do this. Okay. You, I know you know this one. <clears throat> yes, I have heard this one. I don't know it word for word, though. Uh, all right. <clears throat> You're poor. It's still for weird it. with this uh, in the background. Just picture the people staring at you while you're Oh, we to need have a reverb. I, oh, I should have figured that out. Maybe if I turn on that microphone, it'll give a little bit of. Give an echo? Yeah, give a bit of an echo. I don't know if that'll do it or not. Check, 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 check. Is that is that better? A little bit of reverb on there? Yep. Okay. Good. All right, but I want you to find... You know what? I'm going to actually take away the music from this one because it's so moving. Okay. All right. So we're going to go ahead and... Oh, I'll stop talking. Well, yeah, I was just... Uh, I was putting on that so it could sound like I'm going over a... Does this sound right? Is this the right sound for it? Can you hear this? Yes, you sound like you're speaking through a, uh, a speaker. Okay. That's good. <clears throat> Ooh, the Dennis Hopper speech from True Romance. No, I can't say some of those words, um, but that is a good one. All right. All right, I found your last This one, is too. so dumb, by the way. Why are you turning yourself up so loud? That's really loud. Well, I'm not trying to turn myself up loud. I was trying to give myself some artificial reverb. But uh, apparently that's too loud for you. Okay, what are you sending to me? I just sent you the last one. (laughs) Okay, I'll look at that in a minute. All right. This is Independence Day. I wish I had some some good music behind it, but okay, I'll do them. He didn't have to have music to be inspired. Good morning. Wait, start again. I I stopped. I talked about it. Go again. Ready? All right. One, two, three, go. Good morning. In less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from around the world. And you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Mankind. That word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interests. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July. And you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny oppression or persecution but from annihilation we're fighting for our right to live to exist and should we win the day the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday but as the day when the world declared in one voice we will not go quietly into the night we will not vanish without a fight we're going to live on we're going to survive today we celebrate our Independence Day Oh. No? Wow, okay. Um, the timing was a little okay. off. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure if we had a Bill Pullman. People are saying, geez, I can't tell Greg is reading. Not at all. Because I just saw it right now. Yes, I'm reading it. Uh, I'm just saying, if we, our next thing for, uh, instead of so a So not so off, much. Maybe, maybe it was. Uh, instead of a Bane off, we're going to be, uh, we need to do an Independence Day off. Okay. I think I'd be pretty good at it. Uh, well, I think if I had read it more than once, I could certainly do it. I'm just seeing it for the first time. I mean, I've heard it a lot. I've never really read it. Yeah. Well, okay. So I'm just letting you know. All right. What else do we have? Well, I do have one more. I don't. Uh, so should we have you do like a, would you like to do a female monologue or a male monologue? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't want to do any more monologues, but what, what do you got? Uh, I found one, which is, it's from a fantastic movie and a awesome book. Have you ever heard of uh, The Devil Wears Prada? Um, it's loosely, it's not loosely, it's pretty specifically yeah. based on Anna Wintour, who of course is the uh, owner, proprietor, editor, everything of Vogue magazine. She's oh, okay. just notoriously an evil, evil woman. Okay. She's just like the meanest lady that's ever existed. All right. So Meryl Streep played her in a movie called The Devil Wears Prada, and there's this monologue that she does about... Uh, the girl who works for her who's basically saying that fashion isn't worth anything and Meryl Streep gives her a big verbal smackdown about it. Okay. So I have that here. Do you want to do you want to try that one? Wait, I'm so I'm supposed to Oh god. Channel Meryl Streep, you know, I'm sure multiple I don't I'm not a Meryl Streep person. That's a Scott Daly kind of thing. Scott Daly has a thing for Meryl Streep. Um He's a thing for Meryl Streep? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I called him out for that in the that. Uh, rap battle that we had last year. Scott Daly has a... Oh, yeah, he's got a thing for Meryl Streep. Um, I am... I... Okay. (sighs) Again, I'm just reading this for the first time. I have no idea what I'm doing. All right. This stuff? Oh, okay, I see. You think this has nothing to do with you? You go to your closet and you select... I don't know. That lumpy blue sweater, for instance, you're trying to tell the world that you take yourself too seriously to care about what you put on your back. But what you don't know... Okay, move it down there. But what you don't know is that that sweater is not just blue. It's not turquoise. It's not lapisse. It's actually cerulean. I don't know how to say that word. That was good. And you're also blithely unaware of the fact that in 2002, Oscar de la Renta did a collection of cerulean gowns. And then I think it was Vez Saint Laurent, wasn't it, who showed Cerulean military, military jackets? I think we need a jacket here. And then Cerulean quickly showed up in the collections of eight different designers. And then it uh, filtered down through the department stores and then trickled down onto some tragic casual corner where you, no doubt, fished it out of some clearance bin. However, that blue represents millions of dollars and countless jobs, and it's sort of comical how you think that you've made a choice that exempts you from the fashion industry when, in fact, you're wearing the sweater that was selected for you by the people in this room from a pile of stuff. Yeah. You did better at Meryl Streep than you did Bill Pullman. I can do the Bill Pullman one well. Mm, I need to. No, that was a lot better. That was a lot better. All right, I'm impressed. I think you're ready. You got it loosened up a little bit. <laughs> Do you feel a little better? Do you feel a little looser? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Feel pretty confident? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, definitely, though, our next Bane off is going to be a Pullman off. I can do I can do the Bill Pullman one well. Mm. I just need to I need to do it again. It's it, That was... I'll do it better. I'll do it better. Yeah, people. All right. Everyone's commending you for your Meryl Streep, Greg. <laughs> Sweet. I went a little too masculine for those first two. I'm sorry. Oh, hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. I believe I'm calling it now. So you say 2016 is the year of the Squatch. No. No, or I'm not. Or the aliens. Yeah. Aliens. Yeah. Okay. Oh, s- sorry, first of all. God, Meryl. Simmer down, okay? <laughs> Don't call me Meryl. I'm going to call you Meryl Nibbler from now on. Okay. So not only is 2016 the year of the aliens that you're calling, I am calling this the year of the stolen food because it is just happening. It's not just cheese anymore. Yeah, there's been a lot of cheese stolen there's this year. There's been a lot of cheese stolen, but now it's not just cheese. Now there have been 262 pounds of pork 
that have been stolen from a North Charleston barbecue restaurant. How now, many pounds? 262. Okay. 262 pounds of pork. That's a lot of pork. Uh, so it's uh, they stole it from the barbecue joint, and now North Charleston police are looking for a real-life hamburglar. But it's not <sighs> hamburger, though, so that really doesn't work. Yeah. It's that's pork. It. Pork burglar it doesn't says that really was, sound. It was their joke. I'm, I'm a pork burglar sounds like something else. That just sounds bad. <laughs> he gave her a real good pork burglar. <laughs> Ew. Uh, so they the call barbecue me the pork burglar. <laughs> the barbecue joint is claiming that 232 pounds of pork were stolen from uh, behind the restaurant on Tuesday. In addition to the pork butts being stolen, <laughs> the pork burglar and the pork butt. Uh, so 232 pounds of pork butts. We're stolen 30 pounds of pork chops and two cases of Paps Blue Ribbon were also stolen, according wash to the report. You can't leave all those delicious things outside of a restaurant and then think that they're going to be there when you come back. Well, Paps Blue Ribbon is delicious, Sarah. Paps Blue Ribbon is quite refreshing. Hmm. It's my beer of choice. Perhaps we can say something about that in a moment. All right, that sounds good. Uh, so it reported the total value of the meat and beverages stolen at $350. Just significantly less. Oh, I thought it would be more than that. Yeah, which is a lot less than you know the price of the cheeses that have been stolen. Well, I mean, three, 250 pounds lugging of pork? around 262 pounds of pork for only 350 dollars. Pork? That's pretty cheap pork, isn't it? Well, since it was in the back of the building, police say there's no surveillance video of the incident and do not have any suspect information at this time. But they'll be okay. watching out to see who's having big barbecues. Don't don't do the finger snap. Right. Well, speaking of food. If you're looking for a little romance in your Valentine's Day this uh, this weekend, why not head to KFC for your dream date? That's all you need. KFC wants to welcome you to a romantic are, dinner. Are they doing another thing where they take reservations? This K, uh, this Valentine's Day, KFC uh, is trialing a date night table service. So the date night experience includes linen napkins, flowers, a silver candelabra, table service with your bucket served on a little raised stand. <laughs> with a bucket of chicken. And even your very own soft drink sommelier, which I wouldn't know. What? A soft drink sommelier? Yeah. Excuse to me? To recommend the perfect soft <laughs> drink to go with your choices <laughs> well, You want here? You want to mix some Mountain Dew Blast with a little bit of Sprite in it, top it off, takes the edge off, and then uh, we'll splash just a little root a, beer in there. That sounds weird. A soft drink sommelier. I could be a soft drink sommelier. Really? I swear. You know, can I tell you a secret? Oh, sh- sure, Sarah. Tell me a secret. All right, I will. Basically, any soda that you mix with Diet Coke, like if you if you have like eight-tenths of something, four-fifths of, of a soda of like Diet Coke, any other soda that you mix with it, the Diet Coke will taste like that. Wait, what? All right, so say you have a cup and you fill it uh, four-fifths full. Of, of diet Of diet soda, of diet, diet Coke, Diet Pepsi, whatever. Then you take the top... Diet th- Cola. Diet Cola. Okay. Fill it like uh, four-fifths full. That top fifth, if, say if you fill it with like root beer. For the entire, last fifth? For the last fifth. Your entire drink will taste like root beer. It's a trick. You can cut calories and it totally tastes exactly the same. I don't think that's how that would mm-hmm. work. It totally works like that. I kind of don't think Do so. Do not question my soft drink sommelier skills, Okay. I think, okay. If I'm we, saying try it. Like, all right, you think I'm, next time if, if uh, any of y'all are getting a soda, try it. Yeah, I but what if it's something great? I mean, and I don't get these. What, what if it's like Baja Blast or something? Uh, I've never tried Baja Blast, but it works with Sprite. I mean, root beer is. It works with. No, it does not work mm-hmm. with Sprite. If you like the taste if of, that like, is, uh, like Pepsi, but you don't like the calories, then you can just top it is, off with the full calorie one. No, if that is four fifths Diet Coke, and you put in, uh, you top it off with Sprite, it is not going to taste like Sprite. Mm, it no, does. it won't. Yes, it does. I I highly you dispute totally that. Totally try it. I'm saying just fill it with zero calorie soda. I don't and then believe the top that. Top fifth, fill it with whatever soda you I'm want. I'm going to say no. All right. Well, you can't say anything because you haven't tried it, and I have. See Eddie in the chat saying that he trusts me. Thanks, Eddie. Trust you too. Now, uh, it's also is, being asked. Yeah, why not just get diet root beer? Well, because some a lot of oh, times a lot of diet places don't have yeah, diet I mean, root beer. That's, that's an true. oddly specific drink. That's Actually, true. my uncle. Most places that. don't have yeah. that. Uh, so this is mostly going to be focused. It's going to happen in the U.S. Of course, uh, of course, it will be because it's KFC U.S. Uh, but mostly, this is surprising that it's going to be um, focused uh, more open in the U.K. 
Because uh, KFC believes the romantic table service for two will attract couples who prefer a low-key Valentine's Day. Soft drink, sommelier. Which uh, approximately 38% of Brits apparently really like a low-key one. They only spend, uh, with the average British person, spending just 13 pounds on their other halves on Valentine's Day. Uh, KFC date night could be a steal for the deal. Is KFC big in England? In the UK? I don't know. A big deal? I don't know. I am hungry. I forgot to eat today, and so like I just realized when I was finding stories, that all my stories are about food. Thinking about your Valentine's Day plans now. Mm-hmm. Well, Greg, this is something that you'd be excited for if you um, have find yourself with a, a lady, a lady love this weekend. Maybe she'll get this for you because I thought of you. Now, Valentine's Day is a day where you know people like to buy people treats, perhaps yeah. mm-hmm. maybe chocolates. Sure, treats are good. Chocolates, uh, I don't know what a champagne. What about celebrating it? With Doritos. Now, let me tell you. Well, I'm listening. There is a very limited time offering of what is being released called Doritos Roses. Now, there are uh, 12 long-stemmed Doritos Roses, and the petals of which are formed with ketchup-flavored Doritos to make them look beautifully orangey-red. So it's a Dorito flower that you can eat. Yes. I like this. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the way to my heart. So the ketchup-flavored Doritos were discontinued. Wait, ketchup-flavored? Yeah. So Never the, mind. They were discontinued. Uh, I could forget about it. Spicy nacho cheese, fine. But no. Ketchup-flavored, dis- that's disgusting. They were discontinued after they debuted in Canada in 2003, but they have been re-released. That sounds like something Canadians would like. For a limited time. So uh, unfortunately, yes, if somebody's going to get this for you, Greg, um, they are only available in Canada. Yeah, put put the spicy nacho cheese. They're, they're a little bit brighter. You know, it'd ha- be a little oranger. <sighs> Greg, still got some red to I it. I do have good news. So if what? somebody's listening, but uh, uh, so if, for example, you'd like a nacho cheese bouquet. Yes. Um, Doritos is also coming forward. They're offering six easy steps to make it yourself. Oh. With whatever well, Doritos uh, flavor that uh, that you fancy. Attention, Greg's lady friends. All you need is a if bag of Doritos, some fake flowers, glue, and the willpower to not... Glue? Eat. I think you take the fake flowers and you glue the... So you can't eat them? I'm sure you could pick them off and scrape off the glue. Well, then what's the point of it? Oh, never mind. I'm out. I got to be able to eat the Doritos. Why can't you use something different for the stems? Use, uh... Well, if you can place celery. the Doritos in... Celery. I... And then you can, um... Get, like, some kind of... What would be a, some kind of food paste Peanut thing? butter? Peanut butter. Yeah. Well, yeah, all right. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Actually, that would work. Yeah. That would be kind of delicious. Uh-huh. Because peanut butter and cheese are good. Peanut butter and celery is good. Yeah, so you take celery sticks, you glob a bunch of peanut butter on them, and then you stick the Doritos in with the peanut butter. Yeah, All right, okay. ladies, All you right. know how I'm to make in. Griggs' mm-hmm. uh, dream okay. bouquet of flowers. Let the competition begin. Yeah, Greg would try to make those for himself and wouldn't even get through. Like, you wouldn't have enough Doritos left to be able to make yourself a bouquet. I would have to have already eaten if I'm, like, really hungry when I... Open it up the bag and yeah, it would it wouldn't work. Ooh, that's good. Bean just said Rositos. That's funny. All right. Next up at Azalek, Slovenia, a town in Slovenia. I like Slovenia. Yes, Greg, I know you do. A town in Slovenia has announced that it's moving forward with plans to build a fountain that only dispenses drinkable local beer. Awesome. I know. So the Zalek Town Council voted for a two-thirds majority to move ahead with plans for the tourist attraction, which is being heralded as Europe's first beer fountain. So you can just walk up with a cup and fill it full of beer? Yeah, so the fountain, Dude, which badass. is going to cost $400,000 to construct, um, Worth it. will require users to pay six seventy-five to dispense beer into a commemorative mug that you get along with the six seventy-five. Do you get free refills or... Uh, I don't know. It doesn't say. They're, they're in the process of building it. The, the fountain will include a variety of beers brewed in the region. If it's six seventy-five to like go into the beer garden and it's just free beer, that's awesome. I would do that. It's awesome regardless. Like It is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so also, I didn't know that Slovenia was well known for its hops, which are uh, known as green gold, apparently. Slovenia is... Never mind, I won't keep talking about it. But I, I have been there. It's... A wonderful country. Wait, Greg, you've been it to looks, Slovenia? No, it, Is it's that like you're Oregon. Ljubljana. In your converted attic in your home in southeast Portland. <laughs> I haven't talked about it for a while. Ljubljana is a lot like Portland. 
It reminded me a lot of Portland. It's like the Oregon of Europe. Well, they do want Minus tourists the, the, to come the there, which is war. why they are building the beer fountain because they um, think that it'll be a good tourist drawing to get people to go and spend time in Slovenia. Got me. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Oh, this is cool. I, I want to stay here so bad. So this is in Chicago. So the Art Institute of Chicago is now offering Chicago. for a limited time the chance for you to stay in an Airbnb that's inspired by Van Gogh's painting Bedroom and Aries. So do you know the famous the famous uh, Vincent Van Gogh picture of like the bed with the red bedspread and the chair and the wooden floor? It's yeah. basically a, a, a painting of his um, his room that he stayed in. Okay. So get this. The Art Institute has created a replica of Van Gogh's bedroom in Aries as part of its celebration of Van, uh, Van Gogh's bedroom paintings, which are some of my favorite paintings of Van Gogh. He's one of my favorite uh, artists. Is it Aries or Arles? Oh, I don't know. Which I just always knew it as the... I, I would just call it like the bedroom with the red bed. Well, anyway, so it's this one... It has been completely designed to look as if it is inside of the painting. It is the Ooh. coolest looking thing. They have uh, they've painted the entire room uh-huh. to make it look as if you are staying inside of right, that's Van Gogh's cool. painting. That's kinda cool. So yeah, so it's uh, so it has, you know, handmade furniture, bright colors, and artwork on the walls. It'll give you the experience of a lifetime, which my god would be the neatest thing ever. So get this. It's available to rent for just that's ten dollars a night. What? Ten dollars a night? With a one night minimum stay. Uh, so so it says that they're charging $10 for no other reason than they need to buy more paint. However, um, the listing states that the room can accommodate two people and features a real bed. Check-in is at 4 p.m. and we'll check out at 11 a.m. Now all guests are required to sign a waiver before renting. So the Van Gogh's Bedrooms exhibit will open on February 14th and run through May 10th. That's pretty neat. With the room available for rent throughout the duration. $10? Yeah, $10. Isn't That's a that pretty the cool idea. Thing ever? That is, that is a pretty cool idea. They need to have that, and then like recreate like bedrooms from other things, like famous things. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. No, this is this would be my dream. Like that, like climbing into one of your like a painting that you love, and getting to sleep in it. That's that's insane. Also, kind of creepy in a way. It was a little, a little creepy. creepy. But they could do that and then do, like, Pee-wee's Big Adventure Bedroom. That would be go right next to Van Gogh. Oh, that's right what you there. were thinking of. Like, right up there at the same level. About? Okay. Well, or, like, uh, Ricky from Silver Spoons. His bedroom, his fancy bedroom. Ricky from Silver Spoons? Never mind. You wouldn't know it. Okay. Oh. An M.C. Escher painting. That would be cool. Do you know MC Escher is all those, uh, like, the trippy staircases and things that are going Oh, all yes. Directions? Yes, I do. Yes. I'd like to be to stay in a Salvador Dali one. Oh, that would be so cool. Yeah. It could be like a metamorphosis of Narcissus painting. It would be like a waterbed instead of the water there. From Airbnb to Airbnb. Do they still make waterbeds? I think so. Is that still... A, I always wanted one when I was a kid, but I, I wouldn't have worked out for me. I would have broken it. Yes. Which is why... I, a, they were never going to buy it for me anyway, but my parents also wouldn't have just for that reason. Well, fans of Airbnb who are looking for a little more sexy time than maybe staying in a museum at a Vincent Van Gogh display okay. can now look to Kink B&B as a place to travel to to live out your fantasies by renting out houses, apartments, and even castles for kinky sex sessions. Wait, so it's... It's called Kink B and B, which is uh, basically so they're being like you're dubbed. running out of bordello. They're, like, does it come pre? It's the Airbnb stocked, for sexy time. Yes, yeah, some of them uh, offer play dungeons, no, I play mean, rooms, and other toys. For is this a solo away. venture, or do you have to come with your? I think it's either you can go by yourself or go with somebody or many somebodies. So it's it's so it's multiple like they're like places. swinger clubs. No, it's not. It's not swingers clubs. No, it's basically places that you can rent primarily for getting down. Because a yeah, lot but of I Air- mean, do you have to go by yourself or? Why are you asking weird questions? What it's do you not mean? a weird question. I mean, is it a whorehouse or is it like? 
No, it's like you go there with a couple. Like say for example, like we can rent out our green room. We're not renting out our green room for this kind of thing. Mm, I know, but if somebody wants to rent, I'm pretty out sure the space it's on. No, they, we're not. No, we're not even handing it that. We're not renting it out. We're for, not. Oh my god, you are so missing the point of this. You want to put our green room on the kink B and B thing? No. Are you being are, are you being problematic on purpose? God damn it. What I'm saying I'm is just that saying, Sarah, that I'm pretty sure that's even in the contract with the building that we're at. I don't think we can have people. They certainly couldn't sleep here. I guess what happens in the room. I mean, I guess what happens in the room wouldn't uh, wouldn't be anybody's business. You're so frustrating. Anyway, so if you, you go to Kink B&B. It looks very much like the traditional Airbnb site. It has rates, pictures, and a list of amenities that you might be able to use. But instead of quirks such as a private pool or, you know, if there's a barn conversion, the service offers playrooms, bondage areas, and sex dungeons. The listings are worldwide, and though most are based in the U.S., there are a few offered up in Britain. Uh, This includes a sex dungeon that's in South London. Complete with Fifty Shades of Grey style red walls. So in order to be able to rent one of these kink B&B places, Uh uh, you have to sign up and you need to be vetted by a moderator and given a unique code in order to be able to apply to participate. Okay. The idea came about when uh, one of the founder's friends was kicked off of Airbnb for advertising sex rooms in her listing. I've got sex rooms. Well, Kink B&B says, we founded Kink B&B in 2015 as a service and marketplace to find fun locations and share accommodations with accepting people. People. Okay. Uh, Wherever you're traveling across the country or wanting a local adventure, Kink B&B can Still not really understanding how that works. Like... Many sites connect you to regular rooms, but Kink B&B specializes in adult playrooms or accommodations with the open-minded. Okay. It's like fantasy rooms. I'm gonna murder but, you. But like by yourself? Well, I'll tell you this. I'm glad somebody got that I said Kestels. If you'd like to stay in Portland at one, there is The Office, Portland's boutique dungeon. Is there one in a converted attic in Southeast Portland? No. For $175 a night, though, there could be. That's what this one is. It's had 339 views, so there are people interested in this. There sure are. Um, so, Portland's Boutique Dungeon. <laughs> oh my god, only in Portland there would be a motherfucking boutique, boutique dungeon. dungeon. What? Are you kidding what me? What makes it a boutique dungeon? Oh, it's whimsical. It's more artisan. Than oh, they've other got dungeons. a whole website and everything. Oh my goodness, what is going on here? I'm not even sure what I'm looking at. Yes, you are. There's, oh wow! They've got a fake dentist. Oh my god, this is creepiest. What? Okay, I'm just sorry. Yeah, everybody's into their own thing. Whatever. It is like a fake old doctor setup, like, like a doc- dental chair, like a dental chair. Only doctors with X-ray things, like torture setup. No, it is supposed to be a dungeon. I suppose that works. I mean, you know, like I said, more power to everybody. But oh my. Oh, this is quite graphic. Okay, Greg. Everyone likes to hear you reading in real time. Well, I'm trying show. to like think how to describe what I'm seeing. It's a little bit. It was shocking. I didn't expect it, and so I'm. I'm. Portland's boutique dungeon provides you with a variety of classic dungeon furnishings. <laughs> classic dungeon furnishings, including a spanking horse. What the fuck is a spanking horse? A, uh, I I don't. Is it like you, I think it's like a. Like you is, is it like a horse? <sighs> or is it like a sawhorse? I think it's like a sawhorse kind of thing, only it's padded. Uh, a St. Andrew's cross to chain people up to. A bondage bed and more. We feature hard points for rope and a medical corner with vintage exam table. Ugh. The the medical corner thing, that's, that's disturbing to me. I'm glad that there's a place that everybody can go hey, and find I am the too, things that... For whatever they want to do. I'm just saying Torching a medical, a the med- <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a bit, uh, what leads you to that point? I, I don't know. With the medical chair thing. I, uh, uh, how does one get to that? Not sure. Yeah, this isn't working for me. I really wish you were a, 
Could you pretend to be a doctor? 1950s doctor. <laughs> Who could... Maybe they're redoing like American Horror. Maybe it's like cosplay, like sexy cosplay, where they're doing like American Horror Story. Okay. Like stuff. All right. I don't know. Maybe. All right, and do it finally one more story. Uh, this is a Florida woman, of course. My favorite headline of the day is as such: a woman has been accused of removing her pants and beating her boyfriend after telling investigators that her boyfriend had joined a cult and she reacted poorly because she didn't know how to deal with it. A Florida woman took off her pants and beat her boyfriend because her boyfriend had joined a cult and she didn't know how to deal with it. So what was the cult? Well, let me tell you. Uh, Karen Russell, 47 years young, was arrested uh, who went to respond to an incident at her home in Vero Beach, Florida. Now, Russell's boyfriend said that they'd been living together but hadn't been getting along very well as of late. Wait, been getting along very well. Yeah, he said that they, uh, in fact, were sleeping in different rooms. All right. Well, uh, Russell's unnamed boyfriend got home about 4 p.m. and as he walked in, he smelled... Vodka on Karen Russell. I'm joining a cult. You can't stop me. All right. So he ended up, he uh, got home at four, smelled vodka, ended up going into his room, saying that Karen Russell was locked inside her room. About five hours later, Nameless Boyfriend said. Five hours. Five hours later, he said he was still busy in his room reading his Bible. Uh-huh. He then said that Smelling that's when. Smelling vodka, just reading Bible for five hours. Uh, he said that that's when Karen Russell walked into his room took off her pants and stated, all you want is my... And they put in parentheses, genitals. <laughs> and then began to hit and scratch him with her fingernails. Now deputies, when they arrived, described the pantsless woman as very intoxicated. She said a deputy had so no So they were each in their either. own rooms for five hours, just getting... She was pantsless, drinking vodka, and he was in his bedroom reading the Bible. And drinking vodka, possibly. Then possibly drinking vodka. Okay. After asking her what happened, Karen Russell said her boyfriend had, in fact, recently joined a cult. The description of the cult oh, or the leader had. have not been assigned. No, no, the boyfriend Oh, had. just the boyfriend. Okay. Yeah. And she just didn't know how to deal with it. So, Hence the vodka. Yeah, what is the cult? The, pan- the pants removal. What's the cult? I don't, I mean, he's reading the Bible, so I don't know what kind of, some sort of like Christian cult. Okay. All right. I mean, if he's in there, you know, for five hours. Yeah. So it's from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. All right. Sitting in there reading the Bible. Well, Karen Russell had to put back on her pants and she was arrested on battery domestic violence. And she's in jail to sober up. There you go. And that, my friends, is your world of crazy. Good way for conflict resolution, though. Take off your pants and... Beat somebody. And scratch them. Yep. Yeah, I don't think that's very good. So you solve problems as an adult. All the world's problems. Yep. That's it. All right. Well, you were teasing about something with PBR earlier. I was. And that is because if you uh, have been listening to Fun Employment Radio for some time, you know that we have what is called a Fun Employment Radio bingo night that happens at the Landmark Saloon. Mm -hmm. And first off, I want to say thank you so much to everyone who has been coming to them. We've been doing them once a month now for a while. And... Uh, since so many people have been coming, we've been having such a good time. Everybody that was out there last time knows how much fun it is. Uh, we've been uh, picked up for a couple more of these. And this month, we're having one two weeks from today. Yes, we February are. February 25th. Uh, that is going to be at 6 p.m. at the Landmark Saloon. Fun Employment Radio Bingo Night brought to you by Pabst Blue Ribbon. Pabst Blue Ribbon. So Pabst Blue Ribbon has picked up this month as being the premier sponsor of Fun Employment Radio Bingo Night. So put that on your calendar two weeks from today. Today is February 11th. We want you there on February 25th. At 6 p.m. is sign up. 6.30 we start playing. We'll have prizes. We'll have drink specials. We'll have all kinds of stuff going on. And it is really a lot of fun. It is always so much fun. Yeah. I, like, mean, I look forward to it. So, so it's do two I. weeks from today. Yeah, two weeks from today. February so mark 25th. Mark it in your calendars. Yeah. And, and uh, just mark that in your calendars. We'll talk about it a little bit more as we go on, uh, you know, getting towards the event. But it is going to be so much fun. And we're really looking forward to seeing people out there. Yes. Thank you to Pabst. What kind of beer do you like? Heineken. Heineken? Fuck that shit! Pabst Blue Ribbon! Well done. That was Thank good. You. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, gotcha. No, I was going to do Baltock, but uh, the problem is that it's there's nothing good in Baltock today. Nothing good? No, but I will tell you something else that's, that's good. Sarah? Tell me. Did you know they have... Measured gravitational waves. They've measured Offici- what? Gravitational waves. 
I don't even. It's breaking know. news today in in the world of science. It's pretty. It's pretty incredible. I don't. Gravitational think... waves have been detected. I don't even know what that means. Gravitational waves, like gravity. Yeah. But it's been detected. Didn't we already know about gravity? No, but it's it's been actually measured, detected. It was a theory. Gravity was a theory? Well, yeah, kind of. I mean, they've confirmed Einstein's theory. Okay. That sounds exciting. It is very exciting. It is very, very exciting. They detected basically a ripple in space and time. Wait, so we can like travel uh, like to the past and everything? Well, no, it's not to that point right now. Can we go to the future? That's Can we jump through a hole and like go to a different universe? Like it means in, essentially. Oh, I was almost going to spoil a show. Never mind. Oh. Essentially, they measured two. Why do you say black measure? holes? Measured. Measured. They measured two black holes collided 1.3 billion years ago, and we were able to actually concretely. We huh? Measure the blip. Humans. Humans. Also, now you're on Team Human because I'm on Team Human. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So you can be a I feel okay to say I'm on Team Human. The collective we. The collective we. The royal we. The royal we. Man. Yeah, I measured it. So. <sighs> Wait. So gravity. Okay. So all the time, like in school, and we were learning about gravity. What that it means wasn't is that when that proven? happened, when it, when it actually. When this actually occurred, when the the two black holes collided, it made a ripple through space and time. Like time sped up and slowed Ooh, down. Ooh, like sped in Donnie up Darko. And down, not like Donnie Darko. That was no. Just read up on it. It's pretty. It's pretty awesome. Well, I mean, with your incredibly informative explanation, I know. I don't feel I'm like sorry. I need to I'm read sorry. Up it's a. It. It's a bit. It's a difficult thing to explain. And I will do a bit, you... do a better job of it. All right, I'll do it. a better job of it tomorrow. How about that? I'll give you a, I'll give you an elaborate description. I haven't had a whole lot of chance to read up on it, but yeah, it's basically proving Einstein's theory correct. They measured gravity for the first time. This could open up all kinds of things. It's kind of like when they when we measured radio waves for the first time. Look at everything we've done with radio waves. Mm-hmm. Well, now we've made, measured gravitational waves. We're at the very beginning of it, so who knows what this could lead to? Wow! So we're on the precipice of a new world. Yes, it's very exciting. Sure. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. We greatly appreciate it. Coming up later today, actually, uh, both shows are taking the day off today, the ones later on on the Fun Employment Radio Network. Okay. But we will be back tomorrow morning with special guest Greg Barrett. Oh, Greg is so awesome. Greg Barrett. So we'll be live at 9.30 for the interview. 9.30 mm. for the interview with Greg Barrett, and then we'll have our regular show at the normal time after that. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. We'll be, be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. .com, bye, friends. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.